no ketchup, no ketchup. What's really good, my people? Welcome into No Catch Up Sports Talk via Chicago. I'm your host, Sean Little. Big Nick the Quick on the line, man. We going early today, Tuesday. Jumping off at the 10 a.m. slot. Uh-huh. Man, the NFL draft is finally here. It's this week. It's Thursday. I have heard I've heard quarterbacks go from number two to number nine to the second round. I'm, I'm, I'm sick of it. I'm tired of it. I'm ready to hear the NFL draft. See, uh, see where some of these guys go and uh, see what type of impact they'll make. We're going to talk NFL draft. The big story is Kyle Shanahan and the Niners at pick three. So we're going to talk about that. I want to know from you, Big Nick the Quick, if is Kyle Shanahan disrespecting Jimmy Garoppolo here quite, quite a bit? Is is I understand he doesn't have any more guaranteed money left. It's paid. They're on the they're they're up to date. But are they getting a little uh, out of hand on the on the disrespect? Because he did win a lot of ball games. So we're gonna talk about that. NBA Suns Knicks CP three Devin Booker ended the nine game win streak for the Knicks last night. Um, D Rose. Though, I was just gonna say, even though D Rose <laughs> tried to keep it afloat, uh, vintage D Rose. <laughs> even though even though they tried to keep it afloat, he. Uh, CP3 had the last word. We're going to talk about that. We'll do a little NBA roundup. And then I want to close the show. I want to talk a little bit about this memorabilia market. Um, LeBron's rookie car just had a big sale. We'll talk about that number if you don't know about that. The Yeezys that were worn by Kanye West himself at the Grammys just went for a huge number. I have a list. Go ahead. I thought you were going to talk about the slides that dropped yesterday, which is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. But No, I I, I have a pair of those. Um... Yeah, did you wait in line for no, man, hours? Man, yeah, that's I, what I saw yesterday. I drove by Villa and I saw maybe like 50 people waiting in line uh, for the Yeezy slides. And I was like, nah, man, that's, that's where I draw the line. Well, this is the thing. Like, if man. you can get them, get them. I'm not, I'm not waiting in line for some. Yeah. I think this is, I can't clown them anymore because a lot of the time people are just flipping them for bread. Sure. So it's hard to tell yeah. who's waiting in line to, true, to, true. to wear them. And Some of these folks weren't them, selling but... these sneakers. I can tell you that. But yeah, no, I didn't think about that. But yeah. Yeah. So the memorabilia is going for crazy amounts of money. Uh, the Kanye West Grammy worn, I think, I believe it was 2008. The the Air Yeezy Nike joints uh, just sold for almost $2 million. So we're going to talk about memorabilia, that market. Um, first things first, Big Nick the Quick, what's going on? It's yep. eight degrees in chicago today man it's gonna be a nice one what's happening a warm one out there yeah i'm chilling man I'm chilling yeah weekend was good yeah it was decent man i just watched that fight on saturday yo uh, Usman, that boy different Usman. Man. yeah 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 absolutely man you know i'm still i'm still trying to get into all this but uh I've, I've fully come around like a year ago i was still like heavy on the i can't like the mma because i'm a boxing guy yeah. um but you know i really spent like the last year watching fights and i watch all the big ones and all that man i'm i'm, I'm all in man watched it with the family they it's enjoyed hard. it they yeah. enjoyed it uh mia was somehow able to even watch the leg break you know she she wasn't phased by that which i was surprised yeah. <laughs> um so yeah no it was it was good man the weekend was straight a lot of sports white Sox swept the rangers you know we looking good in second place right now 
Shout Dog. out the Yerminator coming coming for that MVP. My man yeah, said four it. something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does. Shout out I, Madrigal, two-strike two Nick. Nick Madrigal out here making things happen. Yeah, the boy's looking good. You man. know the how, rough start, boy's looking good. Yeah. And T.A. Shout out to Sox. Shout the out shortstop TA. in the city. Yeah, black shortstop. Yeah, no, yeah. That's false. That's negative. That's, but yes. What? Whole nother conversation. Film. Um, but to go back to the UFC on the first take Tuesday. Yeah, I agree, bro. It's uh. There's a like, there's there's a thing about putting out volume. They're putting out volume a lot at a ve- no no, but they're putting at it. They're putting out a ton of volume at a very high level. Yeah, it's high quality. It's, it's high quality volume, so it's tough to compete with that. Um, but in that same breath, Fury and Joshua are getting ready to fight, and they said that uh, we need at least 150 million. Yeah, and of course. They're gonna, <laughs> and, they're, and they're and they're gonna get it. It looks like so. Yeah, which is crazy. What you want yeah. about about yeah. UFC versus boxing, whatever you want. Usman ain't seeing that kind of bread anytime Usman, soon. Usman will never see that <laughs> never, bread. We'll never see that bread. You but I will bread? say this. Back to the, 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 the quality of the product, a couple things you, you touched on. Like, yes, they put out a lot of volume, but it's quality. Like, I love the the co-main event, but really those last four fights are all, like, high-quality fights, right? Like, yeah. once you get into the pay-per-view part, um, the fights are all high-quality. They go yeah. quick, right? There's no fluff. Like, a boxing... Look, man, for the main yeah. event, between that last fight and the main Facts. event, depending on how the fighter feels, remember that time that Floyd just wouldn't come out for like an hour? Like, you have shit like that happening. Dog, um, do you do you remember when Pacquiao wasn't coming out till the Celtics game was over? Yeah, yeah. You got, exactly, <laughs> like, you got shit like that happening. You know what I mean? Like, so I love that they get their fights over. It's five rounds max. You know what I'm saying? Three, four minutes, whatever it might be. Um, and it's kind of like an in and out experience. Even though it goes late to the night, like, there's not a lot of fluff and the theatrics aren't as much as there are in boxing, which some of that you love in boxing, obviously. Like the fight night, we talk about yeah. it all the time, man. Like it's the place to be. But sometimes you just want the fight to start. And it's like, right. yo, I'm now I'm seeing gloves getting taped, and that's going to take 45 minutes. Now right. he's got to talk to his trainer. Now he's got to punch some air. Okay, now we got to walk out for 20 minutes, and now you got to walk out with the crew. The crew, right. there's like 40 people. They got to disperse like – yeah. yeah, so, like, I love the presentation, the volume, the fact that it seems like every couple weeks you get good fights. You get some good fights that you don't got to pay for um, if you got the ESPN Plus and shit like that. So, yeah, Pac-Man definitely salute. Like, Shout out. Bro, I'm not coming out to coming the Celtics. Out. I think it was Celtics-Lakers. He's like, yeah. I'm not coming out to the game over, bro. Like, yeah. I don't – yeah. So, it doesn't yeah, matter. No, if it goes to triple overtime, I'm, I'm going to stay out here for that. So, like, yeah, you don't get that. So, yeah, production was crazy. But, yeah, just a good night, man. Yeah, shout love out it. Usman, uh, yeah, the Nigerian problem. nightmare. That – you know how some of these these nicknames don't make any sense? Yeah. Like Thug Rose? Yeah, Thug Rose. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you know how some of these these nicknames are just out of pocket? Mm-hmm. Nigerian Nightmare is not one. That absolute. dude is an absolute beast. Caught him with a vicious right. Flushed like, him. A, a nightmare for real. So yeah. shout, out, uh, shout out Usman the champ. Shout out Jorge Masvidal. He took the L very graciously. Mm-hmm. Uh, I rock with Buddy. Yeah, man. First Take Tuesday, UFC. Good weekend across the board there, man. Absolutely. Let's get let's get straight into this NFL talk. We NFL draft is Thursday. I have never been least excited for a draft, I think, in my entire life, just because of the situation that the, the Chicago Bears are in. Um, I think I sent you that tweet that Field Yates had. Bears currently – as we as of yesterday, had the least amount of cap space in the entire league. Obviously, a bunch of things are going to change. People getting cut, things getting moved around. But just to hear that and think about our roster 
And it's like, how can how can we have how can our roster look like that and we have no cap space? How do we have less cap space <laughs> than the Rams? <laughs> the Rams got like fifteen guys on max deals. <laughs> Listen to what I'm saying, right? Like, yeah. so that was that was interesting to see. Shout out Cody, what's up, baby? Um, hmm. yeah, I, I laughed at that. I'm like, yeah, we had no cap space and we have no players. How does and, that? And work? we've already <laughs> released Kyle Fuller and still yeah, trying we, to trade yeah, we released and, our all yeah. pro. We're about to move another pro bowler, and we don't have any money. That's yeah. just like it's just yep. incompetence at the at the highest level. Yep. But pick a, okay, pick a new team this year, folks. Yeah. Oh, I'm a Dolphins guy. I think. No, you're oh. Dolphins. Who did I pick? No, 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 yeah, no, I'm, I'm, no I'm Buffalo. You're and you're Dolphins, but I but the both but but the Dolphins have the rare like the three peat of the. Whatever Tua is, quarterback, rare. black black head coach, the non-existent. Is that what you call we'll it? Call, we'll call Tua well, black like quarterback. They got the black. <laughs> they got the black quarterback, the black head coach, and the black GM. So I don't know, man. It's hard for me rare. to go against that non-existent. Shit, non-existent. Non-existent. Ever. Yeah. Shout Dennis out Ryan Ruffin. Flores. <laughs> shout out what's the guy? I think his name is Chris Jones or something like that. The GM. Like shout that. out. Yeah. Shout out Tua, man. I love it out there right. at South Beach in Miami. Yo. Yeah, rare. Not even rare. Word. Non-existent. Ever. The Holy Trinity. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, the uh but the big news, Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers move up to pick three. I think yeah. it's also funny that every every kind of context I've heard about Shanahan and the Niners and going up to pick three was like he just did this shit all himself. Yeah, it's exactly. Almost, like, don't they have a GM? Don't yeah, they? Like, yeah. Does Lynch does is, did he talk to Lynch about this? Yeah, or like right. it always seems like they just speak in Kyle Shanahan in such a high regard which he probably deserves assassin yeah he, he probably <laughs> deserves uh quite a bit of it but yeah i haven't heard john lynch's name once about the trade or about what they're gonna do like they haven't asked john lynch any questions well, shanahan made the trade shanahan's gonna make the pick like that's john, john lynch been chilling since he fleeced the bears over the mitch trubisky deal so i mean he, he's good he's, his legacy is sealed confirmed. he's fine hey i got y'all these picks for a quarterback we weren't gonna take so Con- <laughs> confirmed yeah. confirmed fleecing no doubt yeah, about it so um, um go ahead no, I was no. Go ahead. I, I, yeah, I, no. I, I want to talk about this. It's funny. Yeah. It's funny you're you're bringing this up because I was actually when I was driving to work yesterday, I was going to call you about this exact situation um, because if, you know we, we both watch Get Up and all that stuff, and this is all they talk about for like the yeah. last two weeks is what the 49ers are going to do with this pick. So yeah, I'm I'm, I'm kind of happy we're talking. Yeah, about this. A, I got a lot a, of thoughts. Yeah, apparently uh, Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers <laughs> like five quarterbacks at this. Yes, they like all of them. They they're just like he. The way he Kyle Shanahan's making this seem is whoever's there, I'll take and make into a Super Bowl contender. Don't don't worry about it. That's why I moved up to three, not two. Don't worry about it. And then uh I got a couple of clips. But yeah, what are your initial initial thoughts on what's going on? And uh who does your gut who's your gut telling you that he moved up to go get? So I I, I think it's funny, man, because he's getting a lot of flack for like it being like, hey, they because they moved up like what, like two weeks ago, a week and a half ago, like they've been traded up for this pick, right? Yeah, yeah. And everybody assumed it was to draft Mac Jones, which, look, uh, I forget who it was that brought up a great point yesterday. It's like if you want to draft Mac Jones, why wouldn't you just trade up to like seven or eight? Like Mac Jones is not going in the top five picks unless somebody's right. targeting him, right? Right. So everybody's like, hey, you guys clearly made this deal. Mac Jones was your guy. Awesome. Well, then last week they, they go to Trey Lance's pro day, right? They go to Justin Fields' pro day, and everybody's like, well, wait. If you were so set on Mac Jones, why are you going out to look at these other guys? Like, that doesn't make any sense. Da, 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 da. And all these dumb analogies like, hey, if I'm dating a girl, I don't go down another date with another girl. And, all this yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. and in my head, I'm like, what are y'all talking about? 
his job is to do his due diligence. So while he may have, and we don't know for sure, but while he may have jumped up to number three because they were targeting Mac Jones, does that mean that you don't look at anybody else at all? Like you don't go to Trey Lance's pro day just to get a peek? You don't go to Justin Fields' pro day just to get a peek? Hell, you don't go to Trevor Lawrence's pro day or even Zach Wilson's, even though those guys are expected to be off the board, just to get a peek? That is called doing your due diligence. You might have loved Mac Jones, but guess what? You go to Lance or Fields' pro day, and you say, hey, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I love this guy more, and I'm in position to take them, so I will because that's the guy that I want. And I think that that might have been what happened. For all we know, maybe they still are on Mac Jones. But who knows? They might have saw Lance and Fields and said, holy shit. Like, if I can whisper to, to Nick, what was the guy's name? Nick, Nick, uh, fucking guy they had playing quarterback last year. Oh, Nick Mullins? Nick Mullins, yeah. CJ Brethard, all these yeah. guys that he had playing quarterback. Yeah. Man, maybe I can work with a Trey Lance or a Justin Fields who's going to give me a lot more from an athleticism and a raw talent standpoint than Matt Jones. So I don't think that there's anything wrong with them maybe not being 100% sold on Matt Jones yet and saying, hold on, let's evaluate these guys because guess what? After Lawrence and Wilson, we can have any one of them. So why not make the most informed decision possible? I hate, hate, hate when organizations in any sport lock on a guy. It's like when the Bulls locked on Chandler Hutchinson. It's like, hey, if this guy's available at 16, we're taking him. You know who was taking 15 picks later? Jalen Brunson. You know what I mean? So when you lock on one guy, you don't look at other guys and you end up missing somebody. Yeah. And I'm not, that's not an anti Matt Jones thing. I don't know how he went from what I saw at the end of the season was like a mid second rounder to be in the third pick in the draft. But, you know, that that's for somebody else to talk about. But I just don't understand why Shanahan's getting flack for not being sure. And I'm even saying Shanahan, Shanahan, Lynch, whoever, getting flack for not being sure about who they want to take when they're doing their due diligence. That's your job. Look at all these guys and make an informed decision. I would have given them shit if they hadn't have gone to the pro day. When I heard that the Bears weren't at Trey Lance pro day, I'm like, why not? What the fuck else are you doing on a Wednesday afternoon? Hop yeah. on the PJ, be back at for time for dinner. Just go, at least go get a peek on a guy. You could have a trade scenario a year from now. Who knows? You know what I mean? Like, you just got to get eyes on guys. You got to get them in the room. You got to talk to them. So I'm happy that they did that. I know that was kind of a rant on a team I don't root for, but like no, I've been watching this valid. coverage and it's making me go crazy. Yeah, here's it's like a, they're crucifying him for this shit. No, and here's Kyle Shanahan, and I quote, we knew that there were three at the time, Shanahan said. That's why we thought going to number three was a good spot. After going through this whole process, I felt good about five guys at number three. Yeah, we had a guy probably at first back then, but we knew that wasn't set in stone. This is exactly what you're talking about. And we knew the only way we could figure out a little bit more, especially when you can't work out with guys, you can't meet with these people. There's a lot of things you can't do this year. The only way we could go off, uh, the only way we could go off that is if we got closer to where we could do a little more in-depth things then we uh, that we didn't have to hide. We did. In that time, I think every candidate has gotten stronger. And yeah, we probably started with one in mind, but uh, but this one has gotten better since we all have gotten other candidates. So like like you said, he's doing his due diligence. Next thing you know, maybe I maybe I don't like this guy as much as I thought I did. Yeah, or maybe this guy. Like, wait, what is right. that? You know what I'm saying? Like, right. he brought up a great point. You can't do your regular stuff. So it's like, what? We're supposed to make a decision solely off film? Like, that's all I have is the film from the last couple of years, or can I go down and get as close as I can to these guys and have for five minutes with them and just see where their head's at? Like these guys are evaluators of talent. You know what I mean? They need to evaluate talent in person. So like it's, yeah, I don't get it, man. Let me ask you this. Do you, think, 
So he's got a guy, pro yeah. style guy. Like he 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 used to have Matt Ryan in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Now he moves over to uh well let me okay, let me actually go back even further. He had RG3 first, yeah, right? In Washington, really mobile, you know, kind of more of a, an athlete type quarterback, and they ran a bunch. And won a bunch we, of ball we, games. We know we know all about what happened to RG3 and his yeah. knee and all that. And Shan and, and the big Shanahan. Killed him. Yeah, he killed his career essentially. RG3 is your fine buddy and and have no, a word like big like, big like civil suit. Up. Yeah, big civil suit. Like I need some of that. I need, <laughs> no, like I need some real. of that Denver money, fam. <laughs> for real, right? Coming so, <laughs> well, so let me ask you this. Because this, this is what I've been thinking about. He was with RG3, mobile guy, can do a lot with his feet. Uh, and they were expecting to be a better thrower, but didn't didn't necessarily pan out that way, right? Then he goes to a guy like Matt Ryan. They end up going to the Super Bowl. They probably should have won the Super Bowl, won a lot of ball games. But he's a pro style guy, you know, doesn't move his feet in the last pocket. of a dying breed. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. He, he's not mobile at all. Then he goes to the the Niners. He ends up going uh, and rocking with Garoppolo, who's essentially a little slightly more mobile. Matt Ryan, slightly, right? Slightly, right? Yeah. Part of me wants to. Part of me feels like he's like, man, let me go get another little mobile guy. Like, let me go try to try to try to do something else. What do you think about that? Is it is it just smoke that he's trying to? Maybe he's going to take Trey Lance at three or Justin Fields at three, and he's going to go right back to his bread and butter or the last last couple guys that he's had success with with a pro style guy like Mac Jones. Or yeah. do you? Or, or is your gut telling you he's going to try to go get a more multi-purpose guy like a Justin Fields? So my thing is this, man. Like, if you think that Matt Jones is Matt Ryan, then by all means, go ahead and draft him, right? Like, because if that, if you are going to draft the statue, that is the best version of it, right? Like, that's the last. Like, that is the best version of it. We can talk as much as we want to about Matt Ryan. At the end of the day, you'll look at his career and say, "Hey, you're you're fine if Matt Ryan was your quarterback." Allegedly, sort of, kind of. <laughs> but um, yeah. you know what I'm saying, though, right? Like, hey, you can work with that, right? So if you think that that's what it, you can do, for sure, man. But like to me, it's it, I, I would go. I always opt for the guy who can move. We've seen in this NFL, man. Like, you don't necessarily need a guy who's a burner. You don't necessarily need Mike Vick out there. But if a guy can create plays when things break down, or if a guy gives you, you know, the ability to run a more athletic offense, and again, you are this quarterback whisperer that we've heard that you are. You can work on the pocket passing with these guys, right? But in the meantime, you have a guy who can still go out there and produce with his legs, right? Like, that's the Josh Allen philosophy. Hey, throw him on the field, right? He can make some plays while we teach him how to play quarterback, right? And we trust in our ability enough to to move this guy along and develop him as a pro-style quarterback that we can kind of live with his deficiencies in the meantime because he has the ability to make up for those with his legs and athleticism and raw talent, right? He's going to make a few plays per game that just no one else can make. And I think I see that in fields. I'm not going to sit here and tell you I've seen any Trey Lance tape, but it sounds like he has that kind of ability too. I don't think Mac Jones has that. Yeah, I don't think Mac Jones (laughs) necessarily has that, right? Like I think he could be good, but I don't don't think he's going to bring that wow factor. And I think if you move up to three – and you look at either Fields or Lance, and you're like, man, these guys are studs, and and, and the athleticism adds a whole new wrinkle to our offense, then absolutely, absolutely, man, go get yourself a guy who can move around because that's where the league is going towards. Trevor Lawrence isn't a 1,000-yard rusher out there, but he can move his legs a little bit, right? He ran a lot more last year. You were talking about that. Um, That's the way the NFL is going towards. So I'm all for it, man. I'm taking either Lance or Fields. I'm taking Fields. 
I don't know how we've even gotten to that point. I'm taking fields if I'm the Jets, um, if we're really being honest. But I guess they've already made up their mind about the BYU kid, and that's fine. But, like, I, I just don't see a world in which Justin Fields drops to the – or I don't understand a world where Justin Fields is the fifth quarterback taken in this draft. Like, what, what, are, we, what are we doing I, here? I, yeah, and I agree with that. I just – the, the whole Trey Lance, Justin – and, I mean, if we're being – if we're keeping it 100 100 isn't trey lance a poor man's justin fields yeah that's what that's what i'm thinking like if if i'm looking at this correctly i mean you could listen you start getting the the spin on what someone could be potentially you don't really know you could you know you might risk reward type of thing and, and take trey lance but justin fields does everything trey lance does and has been doing it and did it against big time comp yeah, and and if you're trying to win, I mean, I, I, the way I see it is they're making a move that they believe helps them win now, right? Like, I don't think this is like a three or four year move. Like, they feel that they have a good enough roster; they just need a quarterback, right? right? Because if they didn't, you would be sticking with Jimmy Garoppolo, which we'll get to. But so for me, if Lance is a project, right? And again, I keep talking about Allen, but that took three years, right, for it to get to where we are now. So if you feel he has that superstar potential, um, understand it's gonna. There's a timeline. He didn't play last year. He played at lower competition. He's a lot of raw talent that you need to kind of mold, whereas Fields is a lot further along. Like you said, he played against big-time competition. He has two years of starting, right? He started out at Georgia, so he's been in the SEC. He's been in the Big Ten. You know, he's built for this. Like, he's not going to be scared of the moment, right? The lights are only just going to get a tad bit brighter for him, whereas for Lance, it's a whole different ball game. You're going over to the Bay Area from North Dakota State? Like, come on, man! Like, that's a that's a whole that's a whole another ball game, and he's going to require a lot more. Hey, but if Shanahan going to Sean McVay, you like golf, then but maybe. even golf played a cow. And no, no, play, but, no, but what? Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's and, true. and I mean, I just the not playing last year thing. Like, also, like I just think a year off of football, like as a quarterback, a how, year of not processing games. Dog, and, like, how you know, perfect did yeah. that play out? He doesn't even play that much the year prior. Then he sits out the whole year, and now and he's, and he's, now, now he's top a top 10, 10 pick. pick. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, it's crazy. Yeah. Crazy how that yeah, worked shout out, out. Shout out to him, man, for sure. That shit Definitely. worked out perfectly. Yeah. So I want to play you a clip from Shanahan as well, uh, and then we could get into the Garoppolo talk. Here is Kyle Shanahan uh, getting the, the dreaded Jimmy Garoppolo question. Um, I can't guarantee that anybody in the world will be alive Sunday. So I can't guarantee who will be on our roster on Sunday. Um, so that goes for all of us. Wow. Hold on. Let me let me preface that again. So the reporter asked, will Jimmy Garoppolo be on the roster come Sunday, you know, post-draft? And this was Kyle Shanahan's response. Um, I can't guarantee that anybody in the world will be alive Sunday. So I can't guarantee who will be on our roster on Sunday. Um so that goes for all of us. <laughs> Wait, look, 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 look. I'll, 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 let me tell you this, man. It's the most roundabout way of saying no. I mean, he pretty much is saying he doesn't know. But I'm going to tell you this. If Jimmy's on the, on the roster or not, he will not be playing quarterback for those boys. If, if he does start the season – he won't be playing for them very long. If I'm Jimmy and I saw that, I'm like, yeah. I'm out. Out. I've been out. Yeah, I've been out. I've been out. I understand yeah. I got paid. I got all my bread. I got all my guaranteed money is paid. So they can move on and do their thing. Are they, are they disrespect? Like, this is my thing, right? 
if I'm Jimmy Garoppolo and I see my team give up equity to move up to, and then he, and then they draft Matt Jones, my gee, yeah. I, I am, I'm a, I'm a 10 X Matt Jones. Exactly. Like, what are we talking about? So th- th- when I told you I wanted to call you yesterday, this is the exact reason what I was going to ask is, so the only reason that they want to move on from Jimmy Garoppolo that I can understand, right? If you, if you are going to take Mac Jones, who we're, we're, we're all agreeing. I don't think he's going to be like some world beater out there. Um, it's because of injury, correct? Like they are worried about Jimmy Garoppolo's ability to stay healthy. That's the only reason I can see as to why they would move on from him. If he believed in his ability to make quarterbacks play that well, right? Like if he can win with um, Nick Mullins and Bethard and these guys. He doesn't he win sh- with those guys, by the way, though. The only right. guys he's ever won with is with Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, yeah. 13 and three in the 16 games that he started with yeah. five and oh, when he first got there. Like, yeah, he has won a ton of games there. His record is phenomenal with Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. So is it only health, right? Is there a reason for wanting to move on from Jimmy Garoppolo, the injury thing? Or are they not happy with him? as? A, I haven't heard anybody come out well, and say they're the, not happy with him as a quarterback. And I don't understand why they wouldn't be. Like, I don't think he's great, but he's solid. He's fine. This is the thing, bro. This, is, But that's what makes me think he's going to try to go get a mobile guy. That's what makes me think that he's going to try to go get Justin. So Fields. he doesn't like the style of Garoppolo. I, if that's well, the case, you definitely don't take Mac Jones. Well, that's what I mean. But that's like why, why I'm kind of. Why are they off? Why are they off Jimmy? Is the I want to hear them tell me why they're off Jimmy. Like, yo, he can't stay healthy. If that well, is, if well, that's first it. Off, well, first off, I think he's expensive. No, that and, deal was cheap. Wasn't that deal like a a, a steal when they signed? Wasn't like four no, years, seventy he, million. He was well, he was the highest paid quarterback in the league when they gave him that extension. No, I thought yes, one hundred percent at the no what. He was the oh, highest. You know what? He was the highest paid quarterback at the time. I think it only lasted like yeah, maybe five six five weeks. years, one hundred thirty seven million. I thought that money was a lot less, but right. um, yeah, he's he's due for twenty four million this right. year. Oh, like so, like look, he, I think Shanahan's. This is what Shanahan's thinking. Oh, I, if they I think. cut him, he only counts two point eight million against the. He's cut. Right. Yeah, you're you're released. You're released. So like, <laughs> I, I think. I think maybe Kyle doesn't want to be petty, right, and say yeah. that at the presser. But what I don't know if anyone's going to be here alive on Sunday. He's just waiting for a trade he, offer for he, him. He is going to try to move him, cut him, do whatever he has to do because he's not paying the 24. And apparently he doesn't respect his game enough to think that he's worth that that type of money when he can go get a guy like Mac Jones. And have him under that Bro. that that tier for a while, but then part of me also feels like he wants to go get a mobile guy. That's why this is so interesting. Was anybody else? I just don't know who else in the top ten was checking for Mac Jones like that. Like I felt like they could have. You didn't have to get up to three to take Mac Jones. That's what makes me think that, like, yo, I don't think they were necessarily moving up just to take Mac Jones. They were moving up to take a quarterback. They knew the Jets weren't going to let yeah. go of that pick. They knew the Jaguars weren't going to let go of that pick. But at number three, it, it was it was prime. So I don't, I don't, yeah, you don't jump up to three to take Mac Jones, a guy who had a second round grade fucking a month ago. And nothing changed. I don't know what changed about Mac Jones. Like he did exactly what you expected him to do this year. What he did your, exactly what you expected him to do. What are your year. thoughts on guys getting slighted because of the talent around nah, them is so, I don't, is so pure? No, I, I, I think that trophy winners. I have no problem with the opposite argument when you take a guy and he elevated weak talent. You know, if Zach Wilson elevated weaker talent at BYU or Trey Lance made guys better at North Dakota State, I'm fine with that. But I'm not big on knocking guys um, 
for the talent that they play with because then you're just like, hey, well, I'm, there's a lot of guys you're just not going to take then. So, You'll yeah, never take a quarterback guys, from Alabama. I'm not taking a Clemson quarterback. I'm not – anywhere yeah. where you have top five recruiting classes every week or every year, you're not taking those guys. So, I mean, if anything, it's like, yo, those guys can step up to the challenge. And if they can elevate better players, right, like we saw Trevor Lawrence do um, and guys like that, then look, that's who I want. Right. They're going to be playing with studs when you get to the league anyways. 100%. So if, you, yeah. if you're, if you're yeah. constantly underthrowing receivers because they're too fast or you're overthrowing guys because of whatever reason, you're, you're not all, you can't get on the page with these same pages, these studs, like that's a red flag to me. But if you're able to play with these ultra talented guys, then yeah, I'm, I'm ready because that's what you're going to see at the next league. You're not going to see less talent. Right. It's, it's, uh, yeah. I mean, then it's almost like if you're a quarterback, you shouldn't even, you shouldn't even go to these good schools. You yeah. should go to like Illinois. Go to, go to Northwestern. Light it up. Yeah. yeah exactly. Light it up in Northwestern and then you should be drafting these guys Number all one. day because they made it happen. <laughs> like, right. like, yeah, like Mike Kafka should be best quarterback in the league or, you know, some of these guys. So, yeah. Right. I feel it. Yeah. So, yeah, that's going to be interesting. That's, uh, that's a, that's a, the, the one and only, and I'm a big NFL draft. I'm going to watch the, the first six picks and then I'm out. Dog, you know what they should do? I'm going. <laughs> hey, they, they should just they should just draft Kyle Pitts, put him next to Kittle, and say fuck it. Yo, because <laughs> Kyle Pitts, hey, Kyle Pitts is the best and, prospect well, I've keep, ever seen then, in my entire life. And then keep Garoppolo, huh? <laughs> yeah, keep Garoppolo. Like go to these boys because <laughs> Kyle Pitts is a fucking problem. I've been telling you since I, I watched the film. It, I took thirty seconds and said, yeah, I'm I'm good. Turn it off. Hey, yeah. remember in the Bo Jackson 30 for 30, they said the scouts saw him hit one ball. I was like, I don't need to see anything else. I saw <laughs> Kyle, Kyle Pitts play for 30 seconds. I said, this is enough. I'm good. Yeah. Hey, different. book it. Different. different. It will work in the league. I don't care who you are. So, yeah, I think he's going to get to Miami, though. He's going to get to your boys. And they're giving two of I mean, give, hey, look, that guy's hey. a problem. He's 6'6", six, six, like 250, and he ran like a 4'4". Four, four. Yeah, yeah, that guy's an issue. 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 All right, let's go over to the NBA. You know the association. Yeah, what a game. Last night, best game on the board was Suns-Knicks. Knicks had won nine in a row. The Suns had lost two in a row. End of a end of a five-game road trip. Were they going to pack it in, get back to Phoenix, and kick it? Or were they going to, you know, take care of business and then try to get home? With a W, get some rest because then they have the Clippers on Wednesday. They got a hell of a fucking yeah. They right they've here. had a yeah they've had a they hell of a the, the best teams on the East and <laughs> like that five game trip. And then, and then I then think, you come back and play the Clippers. And then after the Clippers is the, is Utah. Yeah, yeah. So they have a hell of a stretch. But which is the second time they've done this Utah Clippers back to back. Remember they did that like two weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, they went they went Jazz Jazz Clippers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Their, their schedule is crazy. So. <clears throat> I hit Nick on Friday, and I said, look, the Knicks is all over the news. Everybody loves them. They've won eight in a row. They play, they play tomorrow for nine in a row on Saturday. They haven't really been beating anybody. If you go look at their eight, streak, eight, eight, eight or nine win streak or nine-game win streak, there's a couple solid teams on there, but it was a lot of bullshit on there too. The Pellies are on there. Minnesota was on there, who have been playing better, by the way. But yeah, there wasn't. It wasn't like they were beating world beaters in the East, right? That's probably the real gambling opportunity is Tibbs versus any team that's not good because yeah. they don't. They will not lay down on a bad team, right? Like, he's not the type to go like you know blow a game in Minnesota. Well, you said what was their number against the spread? 
Oh, it was uh, it was fucking. Man. It was some ridiculous. Like 40, Forty-two and nineteen or some yeah. shit. Like it's, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. It, yeah, it's crazy. forty-two and twenty-one. I think. Yeah. Yeah, it was crazy number Which against the spread. Pretty much ride the Knicks all year, and you'd be fucking golden. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you'd be flush. You're super flush. Yeah, flush. So I told Nick, I'm like, look, man, I'm telling you now, if the Knicks win Saturday <laughs> for nine in a row. And then they play the Suns Monday for 10 in a row. I'm taking the Suns for a healthy amount. Mm-hmm. It, and it's set up perfectly. Knicks win Saturday. Suns lose on Sunday. And then they have a back-to-back Monday to close out the to close out the show at Madison Square Garden. They end up getting the W last night. I'm not going to flex, man. There's there's pictures of Devin Booker out the day before with Kendall Jenner. I'm like, this kid, they could easily be in just, New York. Oh, he's kicking yeah, it. Yeah, he's kicking it. Yeah, yeah. Deep Book out of New York with Kendall kicking, Jenner kicking, kicking it. it. Like, let, me get, let me get dinner real quick. He could fine. easily be very distracted. And that's how like, they looked in the first quarter. The first quarter, they looked like they were. I texted you. I was like, yo, they're, they already got their Ubers booked from Sky yeah, Harbor. Yeah, like these no, boys are ready to go home. <laughs> no doubt. They 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 at one point were down 15. Yeah, in the start of the second quarter. But after that, they turned it on and, and kind of took care of business. They were down seven at half yep. and then closed the, closed the gap in the third and then never looked back. And then, of course, we had the closer CP3. But this is back-to-back games for Devin Booker going for 30-plus. That guy is an issue. Yep. I've been trying to tell Nick. Nick finally sh- showing Devin Booker some respect. It wasn't it – was, well, I'm on the record with my issues with Devin Booker, but hey, oh he's winning. Gosh. He's winning games, man. <laughs> Happy with him. I'm at, no, I'm, I'm I flipped because he's winning ball games. It's contributing to wins. He, he didn't have any help. We know, this is the same shit we talked guys are about. Drafted in the top ten. If you're listen, man. Come on, B. We're not going. We're, we're winning twenty six ball wrong. games. Sorry, you were wrong. Were, cool. At least no give me thirty wins. So <laughs> the closer Chris Paul comes through, and this is how he shut him down. This was probably the easiest shot he hit last night. Paul fires up a three. It's good. Chris Paul from downtown, and that will do it. Big buckets here in the fourth quarter from the. What's wrong? <laughs> Yo, what's wrong with these boys? He said to D Book. He said they better stop playing around with me. Stop playing was, with me. That was probably the easiest shot he hit. He hit three jumpers in the last, I don't know, 90 seconds to close out the game. Yeah, two mid range. The second one was absolutely ridiculous. The, he was. Yeah. Off balance mid range. Oh, the no. first one was the the first one was the signature Chris Paul elbow mid range that literally he for twenty years the film is there. Go back to Wake Forest. He's been hitting that shot. <laughs> it's automatic. You know who it reminds me of? Do you remember when Tony Parker developed that that automatic like mid range? It wasn't it wasn't three. It was a couple steps inside from the yep. three point line. But literally no one could guard it for like the last five years of his career. It's yes. the same thing. Like th- that shot. Like, look, I get it. Some guys want to step out, but if that shit is there all day and you're gonna knock it down at probably like sixty percent, take that shot. It's like a layup for CP. Yeah. Like what were your thoughts? For, what were for, your thoughts on the game, the Suns? Because, hey, because just for the people know, he was trying to fade me. Nick liked the Knicks. Yeah. In that and, spot. Yeah, and I'm not. Let's not sit up here and act like there was a no doubter for 48 minutes. Like that had. No, it wasn't. And I, I still feel comfortable about not taking the Suns in that particular spot. Um, with that being said, look, man, the Suns are a problem. I don't, I think they said during the broadcast that they talked to Booker who hasn't never been in the playoffs. And he's like, look, I'm not, I'm not just trying to get to the playoffs. He really believed that we can win. And when you watch them play, like this isn't a gimmick, right? Like this is a team that I fully believe can make a run in the Western conference, depending on the health of some of these other teams, 
We've seen Bron go down. I know AD's back. We know there's not going to be Jamal Murray. Like, I think the West is kind of up there for a team who can put together a good run. And when you got a guy like Chris Paul, I know he, he has had some playoff struggles before, but when you got a guy like Chris Paul, and we've been saying this all year, the confidence that he's given to them. After he hits that shot, who does he go to? Book. Hey, man, what's what I've been fucking telling you? This is what I've been telling you. This, this is why I'm on you all day in practice. This is why instead of playing cards in the plane, you're going to come sit next to me and we're going to watch film. This is why we put in the grind. This is why I'm talking all game. Like, because we're going out here on road trips and beating good teams. We're in number, we're the second best record in the league. We're about to clinch a playoff spot with our next victory. Like, this is why we do this. We have to believe. We got to execute and just trust me. Get me to the fourth quarter and I'm going to bring y'all boys home. Right. Get me to the Western Conference Finals. I'm going to bring y'all boys home. So I think that this is a team that, look, I don't you don't want to see them in for seven games. You just don't. I think Monty Williams is a good coach. I think he's got them doing good things. I love Bridges. I love Booker. I love what he's got Aiden doing. He's got Aiden playing like a beast, which I thought, you know, I thought when Aiden came out, he was going to be 2010 just off the jump. If you yeah. watched him at Arizona, yeah. um, Crowder will come back, who we know is battle tested. You know, he was in the finals last year. So I really like that squad. And I do believe that Phoenix is a legitimate championship contender. I think that there's four out West and uh, and they're one of them. Um, and on the flip side, look, hey, Eastern Conference teams, don't come into Madison Square Garden in the playoffs and sleep because those boys are ready. Like Phoenix was a really, really, really good team, and they played them tough. But look, the Sun, uh, the Knicks are going to bring it to you every single game. If you've watched Tibbs with, with with teams that he likes and guys that he can win with, they're just going to grind you out, and it's not going to be an easy seven games. So I look at an inconsistent team like a Boston, um, one of those type squads. Like yo, that they don't want to catch New York in a seven game series because Julius Randle, D Rose, and them boys like they actually believe Reggie Bullock. I think he texted me last night. He looks like Ray Allen out there. No. Like, <laughs> Scott's like, a sniper dog. Sniper. What, what is going on here, bro? So, like, you know, like, yeah, those are, I think those are two really good teams. One of them's a contender. The other one can make a lot of noise. So, I, Yo, I, I love it. And another thing I want to talk about is AD injury has missed a ton of games. LeBron James. A little ankle that he's milking. There's no doubt about it. I don't give a fuck yeah, what anybody he's says. He's, he's he's he knows what he has to do to get ready for the playoffs. He could be playing for sure. I'm not I'm not talking shit to LeBron about that. But he's 36 he, years old. Yeah. Yes, he's doing what he needs to give do. Him a couple extra games. We know what Kawhi does. Chris Paul has missed one ball game. One ball game. Chris Paul has missed one ball game all year. Has started, I'm sure they've offered him rest too, and he's like has started 60. Played in, started 60, played in 60, missed one game. You were telling me on the, when we were talking about this Suns Knicks spot, that it was five games and seven nights, I believe, for the Suns. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's playing big minutes. Yep. They have been, uh, they have been reluctant to go to the bench a bunch as well. He's been playing big minutes every night and he shows up every night. No, none of that, um, no, load none management. of the load management. None of that veteran rest, which he's think, entitled to. Yeah, and I think, like you're saying, I think he would like to take it, but he's trying to prove he's letting these guys know, like, I'm with you. I'm with like, you. We're going to try to push this thing. And I think he's one of those guys that values time. So he probably looks at missing a game, man. That's a, that's a I miss a teaching moment. Like, the right. games are teaching moments for him. And if he wants – he's looking at this team like, yo, this is probably my last shot. Like, I'm getting up there in age. Like, eventually it's going to be yeah. gone. And it's like, yo – if I if this team is good and like I believe in these guys, man, I'm not missing shit. 
Because I never want to look back and be like, man, if I hadn't arrested that that night in April, maybe I could have really gotten Book's ear, or Aiden's ear, and told him we need to be a beast come you know playoff time. So I think he's fully locked in, man. Like I think if you're Monty Williams, you love having a Chris Paul there. Well, let me ask you this: the coach, but yeah, now let me ask you this: Is that smart? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's kind of one of those things where it's like. It or, might not be, but you're in such a – it's hard to pop out the groove like that. And they've been in the groove all year long. Or does he know to to really have a shot, he needs that one or two seed too. Yeah, and he needs yeah, – exactly. Like, I yeah. think that's also part yeah, of it. So it's like a – Right maybe, now they would be playing – They're playing the – Portland. 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 Yeah, that's a neat yeah, one. That's, 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 it's, yeah, he, he, they might score 160 a night yeah, on Portland. Yeah, he'll give problems to Dame Lillard. Um, um, but but maybe maybe he closes out the regular season when when it, when he gets that slot locked. Maybe he takes a couple nights off. Yeah, that. maybe. And I think that's the right thing to do, man. Let him yeah. rest. He's had some injuries. He's up there in age. But I think at the same time, man, like if he's played in 60 of 61 and that one he probably had to miss – he might just be saying, "Man, I'm going the distance, man. Like right. this is it. This is this is my this is my you know my my grand finale or whatever. Yeah, there ain't that many games left, man. We might as well go all the way. And yeah, so there's no rest. I'll rest. I'll rest in the summer. Like yeah. it's great. I got a palatial state out there in L.A., man. I'll rest in the summer for now. <laughs> <laughs> for now, I'm chilling, man. So like, it's all good, man. I love it. I love what they're doing, man. I love what he did to that roster. And again, I keep telling y'all, like MVP. This is. If, if we're talking about what the award actually means, this is a 30-win ball club last year. Don't talk to me about the bubble. Um, this is a 30-win ball club last year, and he has them with the second-best record in the NBA. He has them as the second-best defense in the NBA, and he has them firing all cylinders, man. So I, I, I'm, I'm happy. But again, give my respect to the Knicks. Yeah, I was just going to say, we can't we can't close this segment without talking about the Knicks a little bit. I'm going to tell you this. Don't want to see him. <laughs> D-Rose D tried to fry my money up single-handedly. Yeah. I was like, yo, uh, <laughs> dropping yo. full court dimes. Quigley <laughs> throwing lobs. Yo, Quigley is nice, bro. Yo, Quigley nice, bro. How did, I tweeted this last night. How did 24 players go in front of Emmanuel Quigley? What are we looking at here? Yeah, I don't know. But he's that he's dude's nice. a gamer. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's nice. And he's not scared either. Like, yeah. Yeah, but D Rose was hitting step back long deuces. Dog. He was, he was hitting, cup. dude, he was getting to the cup. He was getting to the cup and then laying off. Yeah. He was doing whatever he needed to do. So yeah, Talking man. Shit. Like, yeah, he was. D Rose he, was frying people. Man, last I, and he loved to see it. I love fully dreaded D Rose out here too, man. He doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, Shout back, out to, dude, back to back twenty uh twenty uh back to back games with twenty points off the bench. So yeah, D Rose been doing his thing. And and just like a quick Tibbs note, man. Like, look, man. Like, I love it. Like, he loves his guys, right? Taj was out the league. He said, "No, that doesn't make sense. I'm gonna go get him." D Rose is in purgatory in Detroit. He said, that doesn't make sense. I'm going to go get him. Like, I want these guys to come and play for me. And he's plays Taj minutes. He didn't just bring Taj in to, yeah. to be Haslam. He's like, no, you're going to go out there and play because <laughs> yeah. I trust you. I trust you. Look, Tibbs needs one guy to score the ball and four guys to try hard. That's it. <laughs> That's it. That's one guy to score the ball and four guys to try hard. That's why he could. He started Keith Bogan's 82 games. That tells you what his philosophy is. He was playing Taj in a chic in the fourth quarter when he had Joe Kim and Carlos. That tells you what yeah, he looks at. That's One all, scorer. That's also, too, another thing. Like, if whoever, like, just like last night, you know who closed the game? D. Rose and a couple guys, another guy off the bench, right? Like, yeah. whoever's playing well to close the game or that okay. night, he's that's, he's going to play. You're playing well. You're playing hard. You're diving for loose balls. Give my one score. He was winning games with Nate Robb. Like, I'm trying to tell y'all, give me one guy who can put the ball in the basket, four rugged guys, and we can win some ball Do games. Do the Knicks? Most guys don't bring it every night. He knows that. 
Do the Knicks have an analytics guy? How do you think that conversation no. goes with Tibbs? They're like, Tibbs, uh, Julius Randle's playing 42 minutes a night. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck out of here. I'm not counting minutes. It's talking about like <laughs> ER shit. Like, man, no, what? No, no, no. So, yeah, I'm shooting percentage. Yeah, nah, nah, usage rate. He's like, it's like Julius Randle leads the league in usage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I listen yeah, to that shit. Yeah, that's why Great. I'm going to give it to him some more. I'm going to keep giving it to him. <laughs> <laughs> Julius Randle's averaging seven assists a game. He's got to run a point, point forward center. Like, I don't know what it is. So, Yeah, man. So the Knicks have been playing really well. Um, <coughs> part of me is more excited for the East than the, than the Wide West. Wide open. But it's, it's, it's all going to be great. The great East is so, is so open. And it's funny, man. It's open and we're not, nobody's talking about Milwaukee. I think that's a blessing for them. That's a that's a fly under the radar. That's a perfect segue. Yeah, we could talk some NBA roundup. Yeah, I think that's a yeah, bro. They don't need that number one in the East pressure. Yeah, let Philly have that. We did that. We've done that shit three years. Well, right now Brooklyn's got it. Right. So like, but you know, keep number three, two, cool. I'm good with it. And they're matching up with Boston right now. That should be no problem. Boston Jekyll and Hyde. Sus. That'd be the that'd be the, that'd be the that would be the series where every game was a twenty point game, like Boston would win one by twenty, like game one Bucks by twenty, game two Boston by twenty, game three Bucks by seventeen, seventeen, and then yep. you know what I mean? Yep, like, yep, yeah. That's exactly how that series would go. So, and I probably would not watch a game of that series. No, that's you that's, just lied. You go. I mean, I'll watch game. it, you but it's not. It's not one on. where it's not like it's not like. <laughs> oh, let me lock into Boston and Milwaukee. I don't I mean, I'm like. Well, I, I hate watching the Bucks. I'm not gonna lie. Yo, Knicks Atlanta, Dog. please. But you More, know the Knicks please. are three and zero against the Hawks this year. The Hawks. That's the type tough. of team that yeah, but the, that's the type of team the Knicks might go up in there and smack around. Like Tibbs ain't going for that. He'll just yeah, wall. Tough. He'll just wall Trey. He'll, he'll just he'll just give Trey the Jordan rules and then you know figure out the rest. You know, yo, and I'm going to tell you this: Boston deserves to be in the plan. How they've been playing all year. Put yeah. those boys in the plan and make, make them make the playoffs. Like yeah, seriously. I don't even deserve to I don't even deserve to be the six. Like For that's real. how y'all been with all that talent over there. All that y'all talent been doing, on that roster. And don't man. tell me about injuries to Kim, but you you have two 27 point per game scorers in Brown and Tatum. Um, I don't want to hear it. Yeah, put those dudes in the plan, man. Yeah, I don't want to hear it. Give make they should just give Jimmy the six for what he did last year. Just like, yeah, you yeah, he should. He should get. A, a, uh, he no should plan. get. A, he should get a first round bye. <laughs> Yo, give the Heat a first round. Forget, no playing for the Heat. Yeah. That's the asterisk. Like, nah, yeah. they can't. I know, play I know the Bulls beat him last night, but yeah, I think. Dude, I'm telling you, the Heat are just still tired from last year. <laughs> Yo, Jimmy, Jimmy's still tired for the finals. Jimmy's like, man, this is some bullshit. And the rest of y'all, boys, he's like, the only difference is like, the rest of y'all boys ain't show up with me this year. Like, what's Real going shit. on? Yeah, Jimmy's still tired. Hey, for the and you finals, still don't want to play them in a seven game series. You don't want to play guys like Jimmy Butler you don't in a series, play. period. There's no quit. There's zero. There's zero quit. <laughs> yeah. Love Jimmy. Nah, absolutely, bro. So anybody else you want to chat before we move over to this memorabilia talk? Um, Nah, man. I mean, I think. Uh, Philly's been so solid all year. Yeah, Brooklyn, Philly's just been obviously. solid. Brooklyn is uh, somehow they're still keeping this thing together. I guess if you have. One top ten player playing every night, or top fifteen, depending on where you put Kyrie, you always have a chance, and they've they've been able to convert. So shout out to them. Lamelo coming back. Watch out for Charlotte. Utah is six and four in their last ten. Yep, 
have looked a little shaky without D Mitchell too. Yeah, which makes sense. Um, everybody's just got to get healthy and get back. But I guess yeah, he was real close with a dude who died off Kentucky. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, like that was his guy that went to high school together. Oh, I didn't even know. Like that. Mitchell's a couple of years, but they went to the same high school, so it was like a big, big brother, little brother type thing. Right. That's Tragic terrible. Situation. That was, that that was, was yeah. awful. Awful. Yeah. So like a good kid too. Yeah. Yeah, for real. All right. Well, we'll leave that there. We'll leave the hoops there. I do want to talk about this memorabilia for the last, yeah. you know, 15 for the hours up. The memorabilia is going crazy, and I get it. There's a lot of nostalgia, and you know, people are looking for places to put money. I get that as well. Um, what made me want to talk about this? Shout out my guy Nick DePaula. I should have it. We I should have had him <laughs> on to talk about this, but this just happened yesterday. The 2008 Grammy worn Air Yeezys were bought for 1.8 million dollars, highest recorded price for a public pair of sneakers ever. Um, 1.8 mil for the the Kanye West Yeezys. There's a timeline of 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 they were for sale at one point for twenty thousand. Wow. Then it then it went to seventy five thousand, and then it went to one point eight. So so was no one buying at twenty thousand, or everybody was trying to buy at twenty? No, no one was buying, up. and then it just kind of someone picked them up, but then no one was. I don't know. I think the guy at seventy five probably just held on to him. Jesus. And then now flipped them for one point eight. It's a solid hold. Yeah, but <laughs> my uh, yeah, it's a super solid hold. Yeah. <laughs> So, <laughs> yeah, so my uh, my question for you, and then I started looking at some other different stuff because we also got LeBron, mm-hmm. record-breaking sale for LeBron rookie card, you know, piece of the game-worn jersey, signed $5.2 million for a LeBron James rookie card. It's not even a mint 10. It's a mint 9. Yeah. So that's it's not even the, 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 the top top. I don't know how many of these are running around, but either way, LeBron – 5.2 million for one of his rookie cards in upper deck. So I then saw a list floating around about the most expensive sneaker sale prices ever. The number one is Kanye West Air Yeezy, 1.8 million. Then we get down to the number two, Michael Jordan shattered backboard pair, 615,000. A game worn Jordan ones for 560K. Now let me stop right there. So we got two pair of Jordans. One is a game-worn Jordan 1 sold for 560K. And an Air Yeezy, you could call that game-worn because it's at the Grammys type of thing, for $1.8 It's crazy to think that sneakers made for hooping can sell three and a half, four times more on an artist. That's how you, that's how you, you know how big of an impact culture and the and music and the rap game has and that's the, the world and that's the shift in the shoe industry right they're saying this was the first year where none of the first round draft picks had uh sneaker deals or maybe like one of them had a sneaker deal and that you're seeing a lot of the companies like adidas and nike are shifting more towards the lifestyle like, side yeah, which, celebrities. Is grabbing, which is grabbing up artists you got travis scott yeah making jordans you got drake making jordans you got kanye. i mean kanye laid the blueprint on it really Shout out Hove laid the blueprint on it with the yeah, S dots back the in the S. day. Carter, but you're seeing it. Yeah, it's like, yo, who do we really want to put the shoes on? Or who do we really want to blast the logos all over outside of, you know, the top NBA players? It's like, nah, let's get it on the rappers. Right. Let's get it on the artists, the influencers. So, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so I got the, the rest of the list up here. It's a lot of Jordan game ones, a lot of Jordan yeah. in-game. 
Jordan 1991 NBA Finals is at number eight for 216,000. There's a Nike Air. What are those Converse 200K. Olympics? Are those, are those in college or something? Or yeah, it must he, have when been. When he ever put on a Converse? Yeah, it must have been the Jordan Converse Olympic. Must have been when he was coming in. And then a regular pair of Air Max for 200,000. Air Mags. Those the are Air those. Mags. Uh, the, Air, the, the, the Air Mags, the, the yep. Back to the Future joints. Yeah, yeah. exactly. exactly. The self-lacing and all that shit. Yeah. So my question for you is, what if you could buy, say you were a billionaire, mm-hmm. and you could buy one piece of memorabilia in any sport, you know, Jackie Robinson's bat or yeah. Barry Bonds' 72nd. Yeah. Um. What are you picking up? I know I'm springing this on you, yeah. but what what would you what was something you think would be worth that type of money or something that you would would love to have if you had a, a collection? There's some crazy stuff. You out know there you what get, would right? be two things, and they're both in the same game. And you were there, uh, just because I was there. I think it'd be cool to have the glove that Dwayne Ways caught. Um, the perfect yeah. game ball in would be yeah, fucking that sick. Would be, that'd be crazy, yeah. Or Burley's glove from that game, or Burley's jersey. I just think because like it's easy to be like, "Yo, give me Mike." I'm looking at the Michael Jordan last shot in my house. It'd be easy to be like, "Yo, give me that jersey," right? Yeah. But like, I think the significance of a game that I was actually at right. um, would be dope. So like, give me like that that the glove that Dwayne Wise made that catch with. Like that would be sick. Or Burley's cleats. From that, I don't really want somebody's shoes in the crib, but uh, yeah, like the jersey or the or the, or the glove, you know, something yeah. like that. Yeah, something like that. I think would be would be super dope. Or, um, Doug, you know, it'd be sick. Give me, give me, give me Tiger's pitching wedge that he hit that shot with when the ball rolled and stopped on the Nike. Or give the, me, uh, yeah, yeah, you're talking about the Masters or sandwich, 16. yeah. Or yeah. give me that ball. <laughs> give me something like that, like the club. Come on, dog. That's sick. Hang that club up in the in the crib. Yes, dog. I. That's so funny. You went to Tiger because I, in my head, give me Tiger's first Masters when he was eighteen under. Give me that red that red Nike shirt. Mm. That would be sick. Like yo, that was that's that, the that three X. <laughs> yeah, that yeah that big ass Nike shirt. Yeah. Give me the give me the Tiger red from his first masters that Sunday. That would be incredible. I wonder where that's at. Actually, that'd be sick, but uh, yeah, I'll take that. And uh, that was the only one I came up with, but there's so many, man. Like I would love Aaron's home run bat would be sick. Yeah. I always thought about if I had like a really big dope man cave, I would love some seats from Wrigley, like old, Mm. old ass, like foldable seats that they somehow took out or swapped. I would take like the old wood. Remember they used to be old and wooden. Yeah. Yeah. I would take like a, a old set of some old ass, uh, Wrigley seats or I, yo, I would take that Torco sign. Remember the Torco sign? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> put that in the, put that in the basement. If I had like a huge wall, you could take the big Stanley sign too. Yeah, man. So <laughs> there's a, there's a lot of dope things, but yeah, some of these prices are insane. It's uh, and, and and obviously if you're buying them at 1.7 million like the Kanyes, you think they're gonna go up in value. You think you're getting yeah, a deal. for sure. You think you're getting a deal. Like if he dies, I mean, like, and he's not. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, he's he's gonna right. be the most successful, influential artist of all time. 
Um, so yeah, yeah possible, why not? Yeah. I mean, think about it. Like, if you really put it in perspective, you, you could really make a case for him being the most influential artist of all time. Just on the culture and everything. The yeah. culture side. I mean, no one. He's dude. He built a billion dollar fashion brand. And told yeah. you he was going to build a billion dollar fashion brand. Um, no one so else has done that. Yeah, no one else right. has done that. I mean, no one else has had that kind of. He was. We can have a Kanye thing for another day, but like he was so influential as a musician that he pivoted to a different vertical and made more and became bigger in that than he even was in music. Right, like that Yeezy brand is going to last forever. Like, I mean, Adidas must be raking in so much money off that shit. It's 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 crazy. So stupid, yeah, yeah, it's stupid. But um. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I think that I mean the memorabilia has always been big. Even when we were kids, you know, like yeah. my pops had some signed, some signed footballs and baseballs and stuff like that. Um, so I think it's cool to see it kind of coming back, especially like the trading card market. You know, when we were kids, that was a big deal. Um, and I found a lot of my old cards and I tried I, to look I, up to see if they were worth anything. I, I had nothing was worth any money. I thought I had some bangers too. I had some I Magic took, Johnson, dude, some I David Robinson same, joints. Yeah, same shit, bro. I thought I had some heaters and. <laughs> yeah. The uh, you want to know what's funny? My most expensive card I had was a Jordan Olympic, yeah, that I literally fucked up and I put it on the pin board and just like stuffed the pin through it, and it was worth like 180 bucks, right? But I didn't know, I just was like, This is a cool looks card, cool, it looks cooler it. on the wall, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I put it on the wall, but yeah, man, this memorabilia stuff is crazy. But I would uh, give me, give me Tigers Sunday 1998 Masters shirt that would be sick give me uh give me lebron's hummer high school hummer Shout out, yeah. hey. <laughs> that would be sick uh, give, give me, me lebron's D hummer give me d rose's act <laughs> yo, and nobody got this. Oh my god, bro! Matt Rose me, hasn't even seen this shit. Give me D Rose's ACT, nah, bro. You petty. That's hilarious. Scantron. <laughs> oh man, give me D Rose's ACT. Oh, what else, bro? There's gotta be a There's couple gotta, more before oh, we get out of here. Oh man, give me uh. Give me D Rose's ACT. Give me, me Jalen Rose's draft suit. Jalen Rose's draft suit. Would be <laughs> give tough. me that Jalen Rose's draft suit right give now. Me the At least Rose the sport coat. <laughs> yeah. Give me uh dog. What what else would I there's, there's so there's many so cool much things. good shit. If we were actually to sit down and think about it, like of some real just cool moments where it's like, yo, let me get a let me get a piece of that. Let me get some records from Disco Night White Sox and they blew up all the records and shit. I'll take a couple of those. Yeah. I'll let take, me get uh, a let me get Pedro. <coughs> let me get Pedro Martinez's jersey when he threw Don. When he threw Don, uh, what's his name? Remember the old Yankees? Oh, Don Mattingly. Don Matt, no, no, not Don, Don, Don Cooper. 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 Don Cooper, the pitching coach. That's, that's not Don Cooper. We're yeah, tripping. wasn't it Don what Cooper? Was, look that up real quick. The little, was, the little, yeah, the dude he threw Don. I thought it was Don Cooper. No, nah, no way. But shout out, yeah, Pedro. It was. No, give Don me, Cooper's the White Sox was the White Sox yeah, coach. Yeah, give me uh Pedro's jersey. <coughs> you forgot how much I love Pedro Martinez. I was oh. looking up some YouTube stuff the other day. I fucking loved Pedro Martinez, dog. Give me Marquez's glove that he slept Pacquiao with. Yeah, the left. Bang bang. Like I watched that uh, after because after the uh the Usman fight, the Usman Masvidal fight gave me Pacquiao Marquez vibes just because I was like, yo, this dude's face is open. And he kept attacking his face. Like, he's going to catch him. I told Nikki like, two minutes before I was like, he's going to catch him 
his hands too yeah. low, bro. Yeah, he's not guarding yeah. his face. And like I know Usman's a wrestler, right? Yeah. But I'm like, he's not, he doesn't need to wrestle this guy because he's leaving his face right open. So when he caught him with yeah. that, I was like, it's over, which reminded me of Marquez. Cause remember Pacquiao just kept dropping his gloves. I'm like, what is he doing? And yeah. walked right into that left. I'll never One of the hardest that. I have money on Marquez. I have money on Marquez that night. Marquez slept him. Yeah, it was crazy. Slept him. So yeah, give me that glove. Give me some, uh, who were the dudes who did the, the Olympics? Tommy Smith and them boys. Let me get some gold medals. Take that. <laughs> give me the gold medal that Ali threw into the river. Need that. <laughs> Need that. So I want to go get that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, bro. There's a lot of there's a lot of really really funny. Jokes. Give me a ball that Bobby Knight kicked into the stands. I'll take I'll take that. The chair. Oh, uh, yeah. Give me a John hey, Cheney's. Give me John Cheney's towel. Cody's. <laughs> and not John Cheney. John John uh, John was John Thompson style. Yeah. He, Cody said, "Give me Mason Rudolph's helmet." Yeah, big facts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, give me Rip Hamilton's face mask. Ooh. When he OD'd for like the face mask was called. Well, like a coat, like a like the Kobe black face mask oh. would be hard too. Give me Iverson's the answer wristband. Ooh, game uh, one. Yeah, need that. Give me AI gear all day. Yeah. Give AI baggy that. shorts. Give me, <laughs> give me give me the rubber bands from his braids. <laughs> Yeah, that uh, I'm give me the shoes you, he stepped over Ty Lewin, man. Yeah, give me, give me the shoes shit, and he stepped over Ty Lewin. Yes. I need those for sure. I need, I need that. I need to hold that. Hey, so. Oh, man. There's so many good ones. But yeah, this memorabilia is going crazy. That's it for me and Big Nick the Quick, man. Make sure you lock in with us. Make sure you share, subscribe. Tell all the homies, man. For Big Nick the Quick, I am your host, Sean Little. Make sure you subscribe everywhere, like I just said YouTube, Spotify, iTunes. You already know the deal. Have a good week. Holla at us.